1: Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do
0: come. Jen's alright as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn
1: jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
0: In a given month, over
2: 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
0: Jenny Ryan. Correct, what's my name?
1: Lucy Porter. Correct, what are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct, what's it called? Fingers
0: on Buzzers. Correct! Hello and welcome to another edition of... Fingers on Buzzers! (laughs) Lots of clapping, I love it.
1: I was was, Um, was kind of doing that, you know, that clap emoji thing that you put on Twitter when you're like making a point. You're like, yeah, yeah. When you're like slapping someone around the face, but then it really annoys people who are using like um, screen readers because it's okay, every yeah, letter, yeah. and then it's clapping hands emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it takes them five times as long to to read the uh, the tweet than it should.
0: Well, if today's show was an emoji, Jen, yes, <laughs> it would be a crying with laughter. For, aubergine uh, uh, And an aubergine no, no There wouldn't be aubergines They're rude The rude emojis It would be crying with laughter vegetable. For um, Vicky Stone We've got lovely Vicky Stone Yeah smoothie. So some musical notes mm-hmm. And crying with laughter The comedian yeah. Musician And star of The brand new series of House of Games Yeah which starts this week, has started this week in fact and she's going to talk us through what it's been like doing that and then we also have a wonderful quiz from the lovely Jake Meller. It's a a cult
1: slash game show Mm. related and that's Mm. all we know at this point that's very exciting and intriguing
0: Yes, but you will all enjoy it because it is game show related and everything so uh, it's going to be a great uh, show, shall we crack on? Let's get on with it Now, Jenny, we are lucky enough to be joined by Jake Mellor. Hello. Why am I Jake. waving?
3: Hello. <laughs> it's audio. It's
0: wave. It looks like a lovely big game show now, doesn't it? With us yes. all waving <laughs> away at the camera. But uh, the listeners oh, can just be enjoying the games. thought of that. I
3: think going for they gold, were. they started with everybody waving in the intro oh, sequence. They sure
1: so. did. Oh, occasionally, they sure someone did. would like shoot fingers at the camera <laughs> or a little salute, a nod. Yeah, classic. Or
0: a, a little a motto. What do you call them? Not a, yeah, you know, mascot. That's oh, word. Yeah, wear little, little mascot. Well, blockbusters. That was big on mascots, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. a gonk. Anyway, I've, yeah. I've anyway. digressed. Jake, it is lovely to have you with us. And let's have a chat with you about your life in quiz. I have been
3: quizzing as long as I can remember. Not necessarily professionally or ever, but certainly one of my earliest memories is sat in front of the television, ITV primetime family fortunes, when it was still Les Dennis, mm-hmm. not whoever it is now. I don't know. they change it It's like the Doctor Who. Not Who's, as good as Les
1: Dennis. No. The they they all pale so in, in, in they do. stature, basically, to yeah. the Mighty Les. Yeah.
3: Um, I, I, I think I've seen probably at least 100 different quiz shows, if there's that many that exist. And oh, yeah. I yep. Probably one or two episodes, because I think one of the few channels I actually had on my telly when I was growing up, was Challenge, which is
0: mm. just
3: the dream for any game slash quiz show fan. Um, what did
0: we do before you could have basically twenty four hour quizzing at your fingertips? I, mean, I know. It was... for,
3: for a while, my TV provider lost some of the UK TV channels, but in exchange, they gave us like an on demand quiz channel instead, which was a fine um, wow. compromise in my idea. Um, wow. But then I think they got rid of it when they won the UK TV back. So, Apparently more yeah. people want to watch Top Gear than, like, Endless. That's lies. Reruns. That's
1: lies.
0: <laughs> Damn I lies. agree. I agree. Mm. So what are your faves, Jake? What's uh, uh, well what been the... historical
3: and family fortunes, but I would say of recent times, I don't know if it counts as a quiz show, but House of Games, I was really excited when my mother just <laughs> oh, texted me oh, saying yes. Well,
0: funnily enough, we are also chatting to Vicky Stone who has launched this season of House of Games, and she gives us some very interesting inside information. So you might uh, want to listen up for that. That's definitely a quiz show, and Only Connect is... That's definitely definitely a quiz show.
3: If I'm ever sort of just... Well, I will, I will tend to watch Pointless just because it reaffirms my, my love of being completely pointless. sort of. If I want to feel smart, I'll watch University Challenge and that would be a mistake because I'll only get three or four questions right and it will be a complete yes. And so I will watch Pointless and be surprised that finally some you know, my Star Wars knowledge comes in handy or whatever. Absolutely no use in the real world, but I can name everyone who appeared in all three of the original Star Wars films <laughs> and Ooh. stuff like that, which is great, but...
1: Well, that will include my ex-landlord, who played—I want to say—red six. Dennis Lawson. No, 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 no. He was one of—he was a low number red. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. I will Google it because this would be a very good answer. This
3: came. I heard this on the Chase, and I can't remember the name of. I don't think it got the wow it deserved in no, the studio because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> I, would it be a pointless answer? on pointless. I, I, I reckon. Mean, I'm pretty sure it I would. If you can't it even remember it. Well, at the I
3: time. So. It was because um, it was a very early series. Like they had slightly different rounds, and so mm. like in the, I think in the final round, they basically just. Whittled down the number of answers that you could give until the final round, and so I think the only pointless like cast member of Star Wars was Wedge Antilles because oh, yeah. he was like sort of in the background of a lot of shots, but um, didn't get much speaking.
1: It was actually uh, Red Four.
3: Ah, Red Four.
1: Yeah. Still nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a shout out to Jack Clough, who's, uh, his, I think his second ever screen role was Red Four, and he's still acting. Like oh,
3: amazing. Amazing. I was going to say, was it his last ever screen
1: role as well? <laughs> Absolutely not. He's played a few henchmen back in the day in Bond and stuff like that. And yeah, he's, he's, he's good at a variety of character roles. Well, wow. do you
0: know what? And I think that Star Wars trivia is always popular. I really can't think of a subject that gets, well, Doctor Who, Star Wars.
3: Yeah, Doctor Who is like, I did a pub quiz sort of um, when I was at university and they took suggestions for specialist rounds and I just went up to them and sort of thing. Doctor Who, and then I was really embarrassed that I didn't get, because like <laughs> everyone expects you, if you know Doctor Who, to know absolutely everything from, 50, at the time, I think it was like 56 years or something, and mm-hmm. I may have missed one or two of the really random New Who trivias. I got the main things, like why they died and who, who the actors were. I just didn't know which school this one random character who's appeared for three minutes went to and got killed in. I...
0: No. Okay. If you want to be a true Whovian, you know, know. that's
1: the kind of stuff you're going to know. It's a, a tricky track to tread, He's doing any kind of fandom quizzing, because there's always somebody who knows more than you. Always.
3: It is, and that's why like, I've actually found that I, I've enjoyed writing quizzes more recently. So mm-hmm. when lockdown began, um, the way to like stay in touch with friends, we saw that people were doing these Zoom quizzes. And because i'm a boring person i uh, once bought my friend a pub quiz book for like christmas because i think i'd run out of ideas so um i said why don't we get that out and we did and it was absolutely correct sort of but very basic questions and i thought mm-hmm. it might be better if i just like make a bespoke one with mm-hmm. questions that we might know yeah and or if we don't know it we'll at least like learn something interesting yeah so i i went and designed one and i like the feedback i got from it because i made like a, a picture round with a frankenstein of different like cartoon characters like whose uh, arm is this who's like is, you know how many can you know Lovely. And, and the feedback i got just made me feel like warm and fuzzy <laughs> like really Aww. sort of like oh this was actually really like worth worth my time and like a lot more rewarding than just like reading out of a, a book that was probably you know printed off the internet and, yeah. in Ireland
0: oh, yeah. well, I think this has been quite a common discovery from Zoom quizzing over lockdown is that you know if you can tailor make a quiz to the interests of your friends, then obviously they 're going to enjoy it. More. I remember there used to be a game on the PlayStation called Buzz oh yeah, and um, you could write your own quizzes on it, but you 'd put them on the PlayStation server and what used to give us enormous gratification was like me and my husband. You know, we do something like the contents of our fridge, so I would give him a question... (laughs) Oh, you know, a quiz on, on, uh, you know, how many eggs do we have? Not that we keep them in the fridge now, but uh, how I many eggs not. do we have? And so these were the kind of questions that we put on this buzz quiz about, you know, what, do you ha- how many types of mustard have we got, and that sort of thing. And then we would look on the PlayStation server and then find that like fifty people had taken our quiz about the contents of our fridge.
3: I don't think you can back out once they start. Is the problem? That's probably why, because they thought it was something else. And then I was actually briefly number one in the world on the. Solo mode of one of the Buzz games. And that is an appraiser, <laughs> not beyond my tombstone.
0: Excellent stuff. Oh, huh? <laughs> Well, I'm very impressed. Yeah, uh, you've gone right up in my estimation there, Jake. Oh dear. We love the fact that you've said you enjoy setting quizzes because that is exactly what we want you to do for us. So, will you come back later on and test us?
3: Absolutely not. No, I would love to. Definitely.
0: (laughs) It can be about the contents of your fridge. It can be about Star Wars, Doctor Who. We don't mind, but we'll uh, we'll see you later. Thank you you very much, Jake Miller. Thank you. Now we are thrilled to be joined by um, a, a musician, a comedian, a composer and a quizzer, as of this week, <laughs> it's the wonderful Vicki Stone! Hey! <laughs> Hello my Hello lovely! Hey. Now you tweeted this week, I was so excited because the new series of House of Games started up and you tweeted that it was the first time you've ever k- publicly quizzed, is that right?
2: Yes, yeah, I mean obviously uh, I've done lots of uh, quizzes in pubs and and, and and in the privacy of my own home at Christmas uh, and obviously endless Zoom quizzes over lockdown but yeah, I've <laughs> never done a television quiz before and I've I really, I really liked it.
0: When, when we're recording this we're recording on Monday so when it's just all about to unfold but this will be going out on Friday so would you mind giving us a little rundown of what happened Monday to Thursday and then our viewers will be teed up for today's show
2: so obviously all the episodes are filmed on Monday. And it's the it was the, my sort of first job back from lockdown. Mm. Bam! All of a sudden, you're doing five episodes of a TV show in a day. <laughs> and I mean, there was stuff like things like things that I found really hard. Actually, was five different outfits.
0: Yeah, that, I, oh, I, I, I yeah. Can,
2: I've been wearing nothing but pyjamas for three months
0: and now I've got to look snazzy five times in a row. I know, and then with with one option as well. Like It was like, yeah, can you bring yeah, six? Yeah. I was like, no. Because I did it uh, just after lockdown as well. And I, I will be honest, there weren't that many outfits that fitted me because, as you oh, say, no. elasticated waist, mate.
2: Yeah, so so I, I start off quite strong. I think I've got two good outfits, and then from Wednesday onwards, it's uh, it's it's just bizarre. It gets really odd. There's just some like very strange combinations of things. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I started. I, there's there's two things to note here. So I think that I'm very affected by snacks, right? And because there was no green room, there mm-hmm. was no like have a little break, have some snacks, because mm. we weren't allowed to socialise. I was really good on episode one I, um, I won it <laughs> Ooh, My well, yes. I you are you Absolutely. are Yes, that would have yeah, gone yeah. out Yeah, it's gone out so one episode one and then I started to flag yes <laughs> so I started to need snacks and I started to slightly like lose concentration because it's quite hard like actually oh, yeah. staying actually staying focused for that amount of episodes in a day yeah and then uh, by the end of episode four I was like guys, I need a banana. And then I had a banana and I was back on it for episode
0: five. Well, we will look forward to seeing what unfolds on episode five. And who were your competitors and how did you feel that you ranked against them in terms of areas of knowledge and, you know, what were your strong and weak areas and what did they do well on? Uh,
2: Well, it was uh, Stephen Mangan, um, Adi Appetan and Jean Johansson. Mm -hmm. And... Richard Osmond was kept on saying oh it's a comedian's game comedians tend to do too well at it and I think it's the, the type of thinking that you have to do as a comic you're very good at uh, especially that answer splash where you're shoving two things together that's literally your job as a comic is mm. <laughs> it's to, it's, it's to find these disparate things and then somehow make a joke out of them so I, I think I found that I found that relatively easy
0: yeah well, I,
2: well not easy but it's a part of my brain that I can access um, but some of the more general knowledge-y, countries-y stuff wasn't my, you know, <laughs> s- stuff that's more actual questions I found a bit
0: harder. Well, also, the thing about uh, House of Games is there's, it, it's about knowledge. It's also often about teaming up and because you are put together, aren't you? And did you have any interesting team situations?
2: I think we all teamed up with each other. I don't think there was there was a bit of rivalry in the end between me and Stephen Mangan. Um because because with most episodes we were fighting for the for the win. Mm. Um so yeah, by episode five we were, were quite competitive. <laughs> we were quite friendly early doors on the early episodes <laughs> of the week. But by the end of it, we weren't. And then there was a weird ritual, which when you're swapping seats in that show, we are swapping seats. There's now a sanitising. So you stand up, the producers come in, spray your seat. Before, I, mean, I mean, obviously they're not going to show that, but there's the, the sort of the sort of like real time momentum of hey, let's join a team was sort of stopped by right pause stand still (laughs) anti-back now you
0: can pretend to move so you know (laughs) it's really weird isn't it that whole because also they can't put your mic on you or do your makeup I mean the worst thing for me was I cannot do makeup and I rely on the brilliant makeup artists and uh, you know you turn up and they go oh no you've got to do it yourself I was absolutely heartbreaking that's the only reason I go on telly is to get my makeup done
2: well, same. So they said there was no no hair and makeup, and I hadn't had my hair done, and I was like, oh god, okay. If I have my hair done at like eight o'clock the night before, it might actually look half decent for the filming in the morning. So I go to hairdressers in Hammersmith, which is near where it was filming, and I went to hairdressers in Hammersmith. And I didn't. I just asked for the sort of highlights. They're called balayage, just a posh name for like colour at the bottom of your hair. And I asked for that. And I didn't actually ask how much it cost. It was an ordinary high street hairdresser's. And at the end, it was 200 quid. <gasps> I nearly had a
0: heart attack. Oh my God. And they were like, oh, we can give you 10% off. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's Well, because balayage, of course, it's the hand painting, isn't it? So oh basically, God. you know, they're, they're charging for their artistic skills, Vicky.
2: Yeah, I mean, I hope, that, I hope you can, you know, the, the viewers really think it was worth... I really <laughs> hope that my hair just screams
0: 200 quid. You know, that's the... <laughs> They'll all be sitting there going, that is lovely balayage, look at the balayage, isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. Should get extra pints for that balayage. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: I, I, I didn't, I didn't. I actually uh, wore a skirt that I made myself as well. <gasps> Fantastic. That is, that is actual actual lockdown, uh, you know, post-lockdown <laughs> stuff, that's a proper cliche.
0: You are amazing, well you have not had an idle lockdown at all because of of course you were also responsible for one of the most gorgeous bbc1 idents i've ever seen during the lockdown ah oh, that was really sweet thanks it's really nice it's a, it's actually an incredibly uplifting piece of choral music which you wrote and arranged and recorded and choreographed and everything right
2: yeah it was really cool i got asked to uh, yeah I got asked to sort of write it and uh, I, uh, I i i know a lot of singers and so this is a choir that i already direct and so i, I because we had genuinely been seeing together over zoom during lockdown mm-hmm. just just to kind of you know to keep keep arts and communities together i think you know you do whatever you can um and so yeah it was really nice and then there it is and it's played about four times a day now
0: <laughs> yes i know well, it does it does lift the spirits rather doesn't it it does yeah hey. And will you Contributed do. to our lockdown mental health, Vicky. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Jenny and I uh, do quite a lot of singing, Vicky. So uh, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be Oh, we're always harmonising on this podcast. <laughs> One of God's attempted harmonising. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not even attempting to. If I hit a harmony, it's more by uh, luck than than judgment, really. But uh, but yeah, and you. But of course, you've had the lockdown disappointment that we've all had as well in terms of work going away and I was devastated for you um, about panto season. Yeah, so that was
2: a really that was a really hard thing. I mean, my like my year, my twenty twenty, had some really cool stuff in it, and like, I was meant to get married on Sunday. Oh, love! Oh. I know. Oh. so I was, meant to get, I was meant to get married on the eleventh, and then I was meant to start rehearsals for Panto on the nineteenth, and you know, so it's like yeah, you know, I sort of knew I knew quite early doors
0: in the year what it was going to be, and then yeah, oh, oh. my goodness, oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, maybe next year you get married at the Panto. That's the only way to do it, is because you'll be rescheduling <gasps> well, the Panto, right? Yeah, the Panto's happening
2: uh, at the Lyric Hammersmith um, next year. But we've put the wedding in for for January thirty first, just because. I mean, things are actually probably going to be exactly the same, <laughs> but it gives you a bit more time because if it's going to be fifteen people or whatever, at least you've got a bit of time. <laughs>
0: To, to plan but do you know. know what as well it will cheer up January I think you're doing a yeah. massive service to everybody because we'll yeah, be so yeah. down after Christmas anyway and then... we
2: did uh, We did realise we, we picked January 31st because most of our friends are sort of musos or a Sunday is a good day to get married so January 31st but then we thought well, our anniversary forever is going to be the tax deadline <laughs> so...
1: hey you're never going to forget it no chance yeah hmrc is sending reminder letters about I your know. anniversary
2: I, know. I, just, I just think like for the rest of your life do you really want that do you really want that as, as an as an anniversary
0: but then it's also it's a good anniversary to have because everybody is sick of doing dry january and by the because my birthday's the 27th and if i have right. my celebrations the weekend after everyone it goes absolutely nuts
2: Oh you see, I never do dry January because I do panto, so panto you do, so you, do you do so many shows you can 't really drink you can't you honestly can 't do a, a proper panto season and go out and do all the Christmas stuff that everyone else does. So yeah, I'm like wet, wet, wet January. For me. <laughs>
0: it is. <laughs> what better time to get married? That's a, that's a very good idea. Now listen, we normally quiz our guests, and obviously now you've whetted your public quizzing appetite with yeah, the House the of quiz Games. Cherry. Have you got any um, other quiz shows that you want to appear on, by the way? Now that you've- yeah, I was quite like so I quite like to do the Chase. Mm-hmm,
2: obviously, mm-hmm. the Chase pointless i'd love to do the pointless is a tricky one to get booked on as well because you've got to fit in with a the theme so once you get approved <laughs> by the do you know what i mean you, you can get approved by the execs or whatever and then and then it's they've got to find an appropriate themed
0: Show for you to. You've be got on. loads mm. though, but I mean, well, I know. you know, your uh, Venn diagram is huge. You've got panto, you've got music, you've got comedy, you've got, you know, you've, you've got, a, you know, playwriting. You've also, got to,
1: you've also got to pick your partner right, though. Surely mm. that's that's got to be the big thing because, yeah. I mean, but, we've heard we've heard tales on this podcast about people who regret the person they went on with.
0: Yeah, me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm halt kidding. you for life. Oh, I'm kidding. But no, I think I've been regretted as a partner choice. Well, shall we give you a let's give you a quiz as okay. a kind of warm-up for all these things so because we sort of go back to your early uh life I was mm-hmm. delighted to read that you started out as a flute player mm-hmm. okay and I am another flute player Ooh. I mean of no standard but my dad really liked now well here's a first quiz question Which flute player did my dad really like? And that's the reason why I had to do flute. <laughs> James Galway?
2: Of course it was! Yeah. Ten points. It, I have got... Uh, this is just a little fun, little fun fact about James Galway. I got to interview him a few years ago. And I took my flute book. I've got a, for a 1990s edition of like James Galway French flute pieces. And I took the book <laughs> and I got him to sign it. And he found out I was a flute player. And he, he we, we were we were in we were in the BBC and I was interviewing him. And, and he was and his wife was incessant. She needed to leave. It was dinner time. And he keeps on getting flutes out of his suitcase, going, "Just try this one. Try this flute, Vicky. Try this flute." <laughs> and then one flute one flute comes out his wife's like Jimmy dinner dinner come on and out comes another flute just have a go on this one and out comes another flute and there's like five flutes that come out I keep having a little tiny go like looking over his wife going sorry and just when when you think his wife is about to explode he gets out a tin whistle plays the hornpipe at which point his wife just bundles all of his stuff into his suitcase right we're leaving
0: including the book of mine that he signed oh no, oh, no. <laughs> right if That's you're listening it. James or wife of James please send it back send it back. send it back I love that it's like a drunk trying to leave the pub trying to have one last yeah. drink you know yeah. <laughs> just so one, like, more. one more one more flute <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that now do you know when I was um, thinking about flutes I watched two things today that lifted my spirits uh, so uh, one of them was a recent flute performance in a movie. Uh, can you guess? I mean, I say recent. It's from the last 10 years.
2: <laughs> flute performance in a movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 10 years. It's a- Anchorman's probably more than 10 years ago. Oh
0: uh, Well, maybe I'm just being old. It was indeed Anchorman. Oh, exactly. It was Anchorman. It was Anchorman. Yeah, I mean, Anchorman. That, that, that's the jazz flute. That's, that's, <laughs> the big, that's the big jazz flute movie
2: thing, isn't
0: it? <laughs> I'm surprised if there was another one. It is. Well, And then I also watched Lizzo doing her tribute to that. If you haven't seen that, it's amazing. I have. Oh, she's superb. Well, she's done more for the flute, I have to say. (laughs) Her and James Galway... That's it, isn't it? Those are your two... That's all the two flutes you need, really. Flutes in pop culture. The main quiz I wanted to give you, Vicky, was because obviously you are a classically trained musician. And in the world of quiz, a lot of people, I think, get into classical music because of quiz. I've had this quite a lot from people saying, well, I never really listened to classical music, but then it's something that comes up, particularly if you're going to go on something like University challenge Mm -hmm. or, you know, one of your highbrow quizzes. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you... Three quiz questions, and then sort of discuss the areas of classical music knowledge that those uh, kind of rely on, and how we can bone up on those. So, Jenny, I'm sure can, you've. This
1: is very helpful for me because is it not one? I'm, of not, your I'm not very good. I'm not very good when music doesn't have like lyrics and a chorus, mm-hmm. and that I've. Got, I need to have something to hook it onto. A, I'm not so bad with music that has been used in pop culture so if it's been on an advert or in a famous scene in a film I'm more likely to remember what it is because I need that association well with.
0: shall we start with that because that is one of the questions I had because I think you're absolutely right often a question in a quiz will be you know which piece of classical music so the question I have for you Vicky and in fact Jenny you can play along because you haven't seen these right so uh, which symphonic poem by Richard Strauss is used in Stanley Kubrick's film 2001 A Space Odyssey that is um, also Spraxarastrusa. It certainly is. Also used in that movie is another famous classical piece, another Strauss, not Richard Strauss. Blue oh,
2: Danube. Uh, are they, yeah, the, the, one of the
0: waltzes, then, it was the other Strauss. It is the Blue Danube, correct. Blue, Blue Danube, yeah. Very, very good. Some other examples. Apocalypse Now uses which Wagner piece? It's when all the helicopters are...
2: I don't really watch films. Oh, okay. fine. oh, I'm just guessing. Robert Valkyries? It yeah. surely is. I mean, do you know what I mean? I'm just guessing. I don't know the
0: films. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, brief encounter. I don't think. I mean, that's it's a Rachmaninoff piece. Maninoff.
2: Oh, what would that be? It'll be a piano piece. Um, mm, I don't know actually.
0: It's piano concerto number two. Piano concerto. Yeah, it would
2: be. Yeah, it would be a piano thing.
0: But those are probably. It's probably worth having up your sleeve about, you know, a few of those, isn't it, Jen, for quizzing? Absolutely. I mean, th- that you've kind of reached
1: probably the limit of my being able to name. Well, prob- not being able to sing a piece of classical music because I can picture the scene in it. I'd say I-, I like also Sprach Zarathustra* because it's um, it was also played. this is morbid, Um, my friend's dad requested it at the crematorium as the curtains closed. Wow. Drama. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was very dramatic and nobody really expected it and I thought it was wonderful because you had to time it just right with the old... uh, the old Tim Barney. <laughs> yeah,
0: my God, yeah. Now you're giving me ideas for my funeral. There. Did, yeah. did
2: you see the um, University Challenge where the Royal Academy Music Team got the music questions wrong? Oh,
0: yes. Oh, that always happens, doesn't oh, it? That oh, always happens. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's it was, another one. It was you, a cringe moment. The University Challenge Christmas specials. They always have the alumni of uh, various yeah, institutions
2: exactly. yeah cuz Royal Academy of Music so uh, who else is there there's, there's Helen George from Call the Midwife oh mm-hmm. she went there
0: Elton John nice he <laughs> do it yeah he's not busy is, is he Annie Lennox <laughs> Annie Lennox might do it do you know she might yeah. she might she looks like she'd like a quiz i think she'd be and she'd be good fun in the bar afterwards i feel i feel she'd be yeah. a laugh Campaigns for that team there you go right we've given we're basically giving the producers of university challenge a a free team lineup there so uh, we've done very well i'm going to give you another question and this one i think sometimes with the classical music questions all you really need are the first few words i'll give you the question and then we can discuss it so the question number two is which italian baroque composer was known as the red priest I don't, I don't think I know that. My contention here is yeah. that almost if you have memorised like five Italian composers, you've got yeah. a pretty good chance because this is Vivaldi.
2: Oh, right, OK, yeah.
0: And I okay. was thinking okay. it's, if it's in a sort of general quiz, what do you reckon, Jen? You're, gonna, you're not going to get massively obscure ones, are you? No. No, no. no. So you, you've, you stand a good chance if you
1: know a couple... Um, my problem there would be I don't really know what Baroque is
2: so that it's it's probably like um, probably a good uh, yeah that's the thing to know is that there's the difference between the genres so the baroque classical romantic so like you know so working out where where you where where the composers fall in
1: those mm. in those genres having um, a go to answer of yeah even like, if you're given a year or something you yeah, know well that like, period would cover exactly. Puccini or whatever if
2: you yeah. if you're a romantic composer or nearly always answer Tchaikovsky yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Job,
0: jobs are good. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <There we go.
2: laughs>
0: Thank you, shortcuts. I tell you, the one that always gets me is which contemporary composer.
2: I know, but that's oh. really wide. That's really wide, and then it depends because a lot of the contemporary stuff, a lot of the contemporary stuff, apart from like film composers, it's just <laughs> it's that kind of shit, and you're like, I don't know, that could be anyone. During my A-level music, I lost my. Composition coursework, and I remade it in an afternoon by by smashing my hands on the piano, by smashing the piano, and then pressing a button on a music software called Quantize, and it makes it into like into a coherent piece of music. And I said, oh, this is um, my take on Schoenberg's piano miniatures. And, and Schoenberg is a is a contemporary composer that is just all over the place. Like the it, 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 it's, it it's actually easy to make something tuneless I think mm. and go oh that's contemporary and then you just haven't got a tune you actually haven't you've just neglected to write a tune that's all, you, that's, all that's happened there so the forgetful it, composer yeah you just called it you just called it contemporary music
0: yeah 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 well at least I now know Schoenberg so that's good that's given me yes. one more that's
1: one more yes. answer that's, that is he was atonal was his thing wasn't it mm-hmm. and that's not yeah. that easy that's a piece yeah. of piss <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I could knock out something atonal any day of the week well did you know so, yeah, I know it from the different direction. I know about that from quiz. It's come up in quiz before. I, there was one the other night where, um I, I absolutely astonished my parents by answering Stockhausen to something. Like, wow. How did you know that was like? Well, it wasn't Schoenberg. Yeah. Very <laughs> and, they went, good. and they went, "What?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I sounded really smart, but it was just because I was guessing at, um, yeah, that kind of that kind of person.
0: <laughs> Philip <laughs> Glass, or who's yeah. the other one who's like a bit like Philip Glass that I always get confused oh. by? But you see, Philip Glass is very tuneful, but very repetitive. Yeah,
2: Yeah. but it's, 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 uh, it's more lyrical, actually. I'm, mm. I'm mm. fan. I was watching, uh, what films I watching watching uh, the other day? We watching The Truman Show, and I said to my other half, I was like, oh my God, this sounds like Philip Glass. Did Philip Glass do the score? And he was like, no, there's no way Philip Glass has written the score to The Truman Show. <laughs> and then go on IMDB, and he bloody well had There
0: you go, there's it's a like point. Philip Glass doing the score to The Truman Show. It's a good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a, yeah. And that's another quiz question we have. Now I'm gonna give you one more before we let you go, Vicky. Okay. And this one is um Schubert Symphony number eight is better known as what? Oh, nope. I should know this. Alpine? Nope. Bollocks. Number eight is the unfinished symphony.
2: Oh. Uh. Oh. And
0: this is my final little quiz tip: is if you just learn a few of these, because that comes up all the time right. doesn't it like these nicknames so be pastoral be- pastoral that's, that's beethoven isn't it yeah that's Thoral, beethoven yeah. number six number beethoven number three moonlight moonlight no that's, no, that's P- five that's five 14 that's, that's, just 14? guessing i'm pianist not 14 beethoven number three is the heroica and chopin's waltz in d flat major minute waltz yes there you go. You see? It, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classical music
1: quiz question about quiz. Yes, because
0: it's, the just, it's a the just a Minute theme music. Just a Minute. Oh. Which is another programme we'd like to see you on, Vicky. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to do that, the radio ones. Yeah. I yeah. think you'd be very good. Yeah. We have very much enjoyed chatting to you about quizzing and cannot wait to see the final episode of your House of Games. Um, I feel like we've had a trajectory of somebody getting to love quizzing
1: on tv and you've just done it in one day though just realising it takes stamina, it takes it snacks. Does. It
2: does. You, you,
1: it starts out as fun and games, but it doesn't end up that way. I
2: mean, I have to say, there's something I've been considering uh, before we sign off. Is that um, I think I, I do love the two P machines, and so I think I could be brilliant <gasps> in tipping point. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! And I love how they talk about the strategy. I love that. Yeah. I've got Let's, a lot. I've got a lot of time for that. Yes. Let's get on the phone to Ben Shepherd stat. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that I happen. I am ready. <laughs> I, I, I can knock tat off. Off a 2p machine, I can get you know where
0: they, they shit, that shit's balancing on the edge, yeah. I, I can get that right yes. on. Uh, 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 so, I think I'd be perfect. I know you see, you've got both <laughs> sides covered the quizzing <laughs> and the pushing, and the 2p machines. <laughs> ah, well, there we go. So, uh, yeah. coming soon to tipping point. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for talking us through your House of Games experience and everything else. The lovely Vicky Stone. <laughs> Right now, it's time to welcome back someone we spoke to earlier, who is going to quiz us, and I can't wait. He's someone I admire very much because of his quizzing prowess on the PlayStation this game. buzz. personal hero. <laughs> now defunct, but I'm still very impressed. It's Jake Mella. Hey. Hello, Jake. Hello. Hello, Jake. Have you um, have you got that quiz? You promised. I, uh...
3: I do. Yes, um, I'm very red now. I'm embarrassed. Sorry. That's. <laughs> I've never been anybody's hero. Question number one. We've mentioned this already actually. Uh, family Fortunes. In homage to a famous computer scientist, what name did Bob Monkhouse give the electronic board? Hello.
0: Oh, yes. I know this one. Okay. Uh, it was Mr. Battle Babbage.
3: Mr. Babbage was correct. Oh, yes. Mr.
0: Babbage nice. Was it Mr. Babbage? Yes. Polite. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> was that only Monkhouse's um, monk houses Yeah, or?
3: I was actually I, not that I like watched it all the way through, but mm-hmm. I have probably seen m- e- most episodes of Family Fortunes over the years of sort of like sick days or just yeah. random challenge being on in the background. And it was very rarely mentioned, and it was also very rarely mentioned that the 100 people surveyed was actually like the audience, which is why they always knew the answer. <laughs> when he said, "Does anybody have any ideas?" Mm. He, cause the only time oh, gosh, I, did,
0: I never knew that
3: I heard him mention, he mentioned it because there was a name of famous Les and his name wasn't the top answer, and he went, "I wouldn't mind, but we asked this spot." So, <laughs> and they went for a Leslie Crowther or something instead, as like a more popular.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's got <gonna> to hurt.
3: Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, question number two Who was the youngest person to have guest hosted Have I Got News For You?
0: Wow. <gasps> oh, this is a great that question. Oh, I don't know. Do you think a pop star, Jen? Or, I mean, can we confer uh, on this one?
1: Yeah, well, I think we should confer on this. This is tough. It, it, is or like someone who's
0: uh, a member of the Inbetweeners. Like, did Simon Bird ever do it?
3: You, of course it was your first idea.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. Pop stars. Okay. um, Someone like Billy Piper. Oh, oh. that's nice. But, yeah. Oh, no, no. Jake's face. I want to say similar.
3: <laughs> I want to say similar in terms of, like... Age. Yeah, I think so. And also
0: oh. appearance and gender. Okay. okay. Well, that's all good. So we're looking for a blonde female pop star who's sort of good Ooh, value sheesh. on those.
3: I don't know. if She's she blonde. I think gone. she changed her
1: hair a few times over
3: the years.
0: L- like uh, Lily Allen? Allen. No. <laughs> oh. I was thinking.
1: I was going off off changing the hair then, and about the same age ish.
0: Mm.
3: But is I've that closer or, or further away either. than Billy? Billy is still the closest we've okay.
0: got. Someone who's sort of big enough name and articulate and... God, I really... Oh, I'm struggling. Uh, any? Yeah, she's
3: Welsh. Does that help?
0: Oh, Charlotte Church. Correct. Yes, ah. of course. Oh, yes, very good. Yeah, very, yeah. She's yes. about the
1: only pop star, really, I can mm. think of.
0: That I would cast question. as well because
1: she's, she's a very smart cookie. Yeah. She's brilliant.
3: Uh, bonus point for the age she was. Or do we bonus points on this thing? <laughs> right.
1: no, we yes, ca- we do. You're yes, the quiz do. master. Honestly, you tell oh. us. Um, <laughs> she was um, 23. No. Bit Youngest old, ever. Old, yeah? No. I can't, th- I can't even think of anyone who'd be approaching early 20s to do it.
3: I mean, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was still quite young when he was... Oh, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Gosh, is it younger than 23, then? Yes. Wow. Wow. <gasps> Nineteen. My
3: God. Even younger.
1: What were they thinking?
3: Uh, well, that's the thing. I think she was quite like political when she was younger, and still is in a way. So I think yeah, maybe yeah. they got they got all sorts of people. And i got news for you.
0: Seventeen. Though.
3: Correct. Seventeen. Wow. wow. Goodness Madonna. me. Storming ahead. Yes. Of yes. Yeah, uh, she even appeared on it like the year before when she was sixteen, but only as a panelist. Mm-hmm. So uh, Yes. Good for her. Question three. In 1998, Jeremy Clarkson presented the first series of which cult game show.
1: Oh, oh! Ninety-eight, a cult game show, which means it didn't not run about the occult. It oh, didn't run. Is, <laughs> it, 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 did it, run
3: it did run for seven oh. years. But oh wow!
1: Not with, with Clarkson. Kind of,
3: yeah, not with Clarkson. He only did the first series.
0: Personnel and change.
3: Six others.
0: Gosh, oh. and then uh, rotated. Could we have a channel?
3: Um, BBC Two, I think. Wow, ninety
0: eight. Good lord, BBC Two, which is
3: scary because I was four and I remember watching it. Oh my
0: god!
3: I don't remember like last week, but I remember being four (laughs) years old in front of the. And is it
0: is it a game show? Yes, it's a game show. show.
3: I will give you the only thing I'll give you is the contestants weren't always necessarily human.
0: (gasps)
1: Robot Wars. Correct.
0: Ah. Yes. Wow, that was him as well. Wow. Yes. I sort of vaguely remember that as well, yeah. I mean, I was a lot older than four. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Question number four. I mean, this one's a lot easier. Uh, mm. A staple of British TV since 1982, Countdown, originates from which country?
0: Uh, we know this one. France. I so, yes. Lettres. Correct. And uh,
3: oh.
1: it's... with Monsieur Richard much... Whiteley. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what, what's... French for correct. We,
0: we, we, we,
3: and finally, uh, it's back, sorry, it's back to cult, but <laughs> which cult game show uh, aired in Arab countries as the Fort, Italy as Never ah. Say Banzai, and in the USA as Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not uh, read these up. So. To Catch <laughs> your Castle. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> there we go.
3: And that was completely coincidental that two questions were about Craig Charles' works. That was Th- That's not, never that was a
1: coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> he bagels his way into quizzes or up and yes. down the country on a daily basis. <laughs> go on, do the tie I,
3: I did make this tie break specifically for you two. Oh, God. Like,
0: oh, lovely. I'm not go trying on. to, like,
3: butter you up or anything. It was, <laughs> so it's slightly annoying because a, a series just started, but as of July 2020... Mm-hmm. how many episodes of only connect have aired
1: <gasps> and then Ooh. closest
3: wins was the idea right. but...
0: oh my this god
1: this is hard mm. because some series were a lot shorter than others i'm, I'm talking about you season two with part timers <laughs>
0: Mm. See, this involves like maths and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, Do you know what I'm doing? I'm just waiting for Jenny to say something. I think I think, is, I think this is series five more or
3: five more. your cards rules. Is it series down. fourteen
1: yeah. or series fifteen this one? It's about that. One of
3: those,
1: yeah. I want to say season series fourteen. Um and I don't know how many episodes would be in a run, like twenty. This is maths. This is like a nightmare scenario for me having to do maths.
0: (laughs) You're writing down a a number. You're writing down a number. I've got a figure in mind, Jen. Okay, what's Um, your figure? And it's low. I think. I think you've gone too high. No, 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 no.
1: No, I think some
0: of the series were very short. I'm going to go 140. No, 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 no. Um, It's going to be 280.
3: Jenny is definitely closer. Um, no. <laughs> well the thing is I, I've just been like Double triple checking Because obviously It's changed it's then um, They actually The total that Google gives Is not including specials So without uh, specials
0: yeah. well, It's oh 310 god, that's... Right. Without. Oh my god okay. Well fair enough yeah. Well it's a decisive win I would say it was a decisive um,
2: win for the for
0: Well Lucy. I think it's I think it's
1: you would have definitely got it one hundred percent right, Lucy, if they'd ever had you on and they still haven't. <laughs>
0: That's they it.
1: That's to. it. They yep, still haven't pure... had Lucy Porter on the show, either as a contestant <laughs> or as one of the question writers. And I think well, this, this is weekend, a huge oversight.
0: Jenny Heath. Emma Kennedy and uh, Emma Kennedy and Mitch Benner on it this week. Really, as as we speak, wow. but as we record, I think they're on it. So I will watch that wow. and see how they get on. So, uh, so there we are. So, thank you so much, Jake. That was an absolutely you brilliant quiz. You? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, Jake Mellon you. no What a treat that was, Jen. It's, uh, it's been a delightful
1: nugget of podcast history, right there. I, I think that a, was just. It was just.
0: It was sugary sweet, is what it was. <laughs> Everybody knows a lot more about both classical music and stuff that Jake was on about. Family Fortunes. Oh, Family Fortunes. Very good. I enjoyed that quiz enormously. Wonderful. So thank you very much to Vicky and to Jake and thank you most of all to our gorgeous listeners. And we'll see you next time on... Fingers and Buzzers. I love that.
1: Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers! Even when we're on a budget,
2: we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods